To the Bottom Music Podcast is a production of Mike Rotondo and myself, Eric Burrell. Tonight's guest is Chris Tracy, who's a Chicagoland concert photographer. He's going to walk us through, give us some tips and tricks on how to grab a photo pass, get some kick-ass photos of your favorite band. Here we go. So the first local show I ever went to, uh, my mom was at Rice Pool in Wheaton at the Wheaton Community Center. She got handed a flyer for a Plain White Tees Close Enough Backdrop no Antifreeze show. So she gave it to me and she thought, oh, you should go to this and have some fun. And I was like, I don't know these bands. And I went on Napster and had to download, try to find <laughs> some individual songs and I remember the first Play My T song I downloaded was I-88, and I was like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I downloaded, I think, Take Me In for a backdrop and, like, Impossible Reality, and I was like, I have to go to this show. And then two months later, I was in a band with my friend, and it was amazing. I, I missed Yeah, I remember you told, didn't you tell you wrote Pat or something? Somehow I heard that story before. I got in touch with Pat and Jeremy pretty early. Yeah, uh, we went to the same high school together. So hmm, maybe you personally told me a story or something, but I remember. Yeah, you know, that's how you went to the first. You know, found everyone. Basically. Yeah. yeah, we all went to Wheaton Warrenville South, and I was a freshman when they. I think they were seniors, but I was like, oh, it's so cool. These people from my high school are in a band. Yeah, and then I started going to every show I could. Nice. What was your band? Independent Society sounds very political. We had zero political <laughs> songs. <laughs> Our songs were still just about girls. Yeah, yeah. We thought it sounded cool. We played maybe fourteen shows. We had like five drummers, but it was still all great. at the was... same time. <laughs> that sounds insane. It's like, like a... one life. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Drum circle. But it was still, you know, it was super fun. Huh. Nice. So, what do you do now? I'm a concert photographer. Ooh. Professional. 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 Full time job. Yeah. It doesn't and... pay as well as as you'd think. Well, let's let's it wind. Probably, but we all it start probably somewhere. pays better than I think, to be honest. <laughs> let's wind it back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're probably making way more fucking money than we are. Uh, you'd be surprised. Well, we'll dip into it. <laughs> um, coming up next, we're going to talk financials. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so wind it back a little bit. Tell us how you started. You know what you what what else have you done before you got into photography? We're just kind of going from job to job, trying to figure out something you liked, or. Uh, so my first job was working at a independent video store that my oh. friends, my best friend's dad owned. Hell yeah. Um, we were actually customers beforehand and then I found out his dad owned it and I was 16. Nice. I was like, oh, I need a job. And in, I applied. In Wheaton? This was just on the border of Wheaton and Carroll Stream, uh, right on President and Geneva. Okay. Uh, video Villa. It had been open since like the seven, the seventies, yeah. early eighties. Sure. So I worked there for eight years for my first job. Uh, halfway through, I started working also at Best Buy, so I was doing two full-time jobs rather than go to college. I was doing the Best Buy in Downers Grove. Mm -hmm. I remember every second counts came out, and Tom came with his family and bought like six copies, <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, congratulations!" Yeah, I that think was, that was a great Best Buy to work at because that's where LBC would shop, yeah. and Tom and Joe Princip from Rise Against shop nice. there, and I met Justin Timberlake there. It was. Because the corporate offices are right behind that Best Buy, so everything happened there. Oh, really? I never knew it that. It was a really rad place to work. Was that uh, like Butterfield and Finley? Yep. I think we, somebody... Your guitar is probably still on Your the guitar wall. is on the wall there with the Big Bad World album oh, cover. Yeah, right That's next to the service. That's also where Monaghan was just spotted 
buying a PS, the first PlayStation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So um, how, how did you get into photography? So I took photography as a senior in high school. We were still doing film, and we had a dark room. Yep. And all that fun stuff. And I really back in the old times, back in the old days. And I really enjoyed it. And then my parents bought me a very early Kodak digital camera that was probably 0.3 megapixels. Yeah. And I remember bringing it to shows and taking pictures of the dog and everything and playing white tees and using a flash from the camera. Yeah. And just this bright white photo with maybe a face in it. <laughs> uh, and then I didn't do anything with it for a while. Because I was working, I was moving around, and then uh, I started booking shows again. Because when I was in my band, I booked all the shows. I enjoyed that more than playing the shows. Because I, I hated immense shows. stage fright. I so never I booked like, a single show. I was like, any business stuff, I'm do- recording studios. I'm doing all that. Yeah. that's what I want to do. Cool. So I started booking shows here for smaller local bands just to see if I could still do it, if it was fun, yeah. if it could be a career. And then I decided I'd buy it really cheap DSLR camera. I bought a really cheap Canon and an okay lens, a lens not suitable at all for concert photography. Right. And uh, kind of just started going to local shows. And then my, I guess, big break, I went to uh, the last 350 Fest. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They were in uh, Tinley Park, Okay. put on by 350 Brewing Company, which was like the punk rock brewery mm. of the Southwest suburbs. And he would get people like, you know, bands like Descendants played and Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and Me First and the Gimme Gimme's. The Pope's so, around that too, right? Huh? The Pope's around Pope's that around too. Pope's around that yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, and I think LBC where the, played one year too. Where the hell was I? You're probably fucking playing somewhere yeah, I was probably in America. Tour. Yeah, you were already way famous. This oh, was like shit. 2017, 2018. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the last one that they did and then the last night was all chicago bands so they had naked ray gun and 88 fingers louie and the bull weevils and i had some friends and bands that were playing and i'm like i'm gonna bring my camera and just see how it goes yeah and so uh dan from 88 fingers louie dan precision saw me in the crowd and we're friends and he's like hey do you want a wristband to get in the photo pit and i was like no I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he comes back later. He's like, here's a wristband. So I got to go in there and do some photos. And I still like a couple of them. But that was kind of my first experience in a photo pit and getting pushed around by security and yeah. working with other photographers. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so I just started upgrading my cameras, upgrading my lenses and more and more and more. And now I've insured for like $30,000 worth of gear. Jesus Christ. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You're just like, I need to insure my shit after, <laughs> after hanging out with you. It has come, it's come in handy. I've had to put in a couple insurance claims because camera stuff just it gets thrown around all the time. Yeah, and I'm yeah. constantly, I'm hoping I can put it up on stage, but sometimes I just have to be carrying on a backpack and it'll fall down. And I've already, insurance, it works. It's, hmm. it's, a, good, it's a good thing to have. I, now that I think about it, we probably have insurance. And I'm thinking about shit that's broken on the road, and like we, you know, never even claimed it no, or anything. There's, yet. No, there's been no claims, and yeah, yeah. I take shit. a few, take two pictures, and then a check arrives in my in my mailbox yeah. in in a week. Not I just sure. you know, I just try to fix stuff, and then you know, either I fix it or I make it worse. Um, but yeah, I like I literally just picked up a little guitar amp, 
from our storage space. I was telling you about it. And I'm like, the reverb tank was like broken. Spring was, you know, came off on it. And uh, the bass control on the clean channel does nothing. So two days ago, I'm like, I have the thing apart and I ordered a new reverb tank. And I'm like, you know. I should have took two pictures and fucking sent I know. <laughs> what am I doing? But learning to repair your, I mean, that has benefits for yeah. sure as well. Yeah. That's, that's life's experience right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But Rip, rip it but, apart. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but my, my old band that only played a dozen shows played with both of your old bands. Okay. I, I don't know if you knew that. I, I don't. So I don't either. Um, Information Society? No. That in, was that was uh, <laughs> hang on. Information Society was Sounds that, like a cult. No, that's a band. Um it's like an eighties kind of electro band. Pure energy. Da, 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 pure energy. That was like their big I have I have it on vinyl. Hmm. Uh, I'll play it for you later. Get the rights for it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> fill me in. Where what show but, yeah, was what it? Show? So for you, uh we played at Arabian Nights Barn. Oh, hell yeah. We were just talking about that in Dude, the last the podcast. Best fucking venue. Um yeah. with and I'm gonna get the first band name wrong because I'm never sure if it's by any means or by all means. If you guys remember them, maybe mm, not. I don't think I remember. Never them. mind. Uh, close enough in Jinx Pack. Yeah, and well, I remember, them I remember. I remember standing in the crowd and I look over and Tom was there because he was a huge Tone Deaf George fan. Yeah, still is. And I felt famous that Tom was he just is. at a show that I booked. Nice. <laughs> and then you, I think it was near the end of Backdrop. Uh, we played a a benefit show that Mark Allen uh, put on. And oh, yeah. it was at 602 North uh, with Morningside Drive and a million other bands I don't know. Maybe Until Sundown. and Oh, I was, at, I was 100% at that show. That yeah. was the one where they got sued at that venue, right? For having... It was right on North Avenue, correct? Right on North Avenue. Right, kind of before or after 355? Like, yeah, right, right on there. Like Glen Ellen Road, I yeah, think. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they ended up after that show... Like down the road, they got sued and they uh, for like a Zeppelin cover band or something, like one of those like weird cover bands, and it, they weren't ASCAP. Oh yeah, yeah. And they got sued and they shut the fucking place down. Yeah, sure. It's a gas station now. No shit. Just about every place I played is is gone. Yeah. Well, I Born apologize. Down. I don't remember. Oh, that's okay. It was, it was not a drinking quite heavily. I think Avert Thirteen played. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a benefit show. A family in Villa Park, their house burned down, and it was to raise money for them. Fall Out Boy played a different one, I think, in like New Lenox or something. Hmm. I remember it. It Mark put out that that CD. It was a sampler, the Rock Chicago. Right. I think there's only comp. one of them, right? Yeah, that was the first time I heard Fall Out Boy. Right. And then we they were, were track one, and I was like, "This band is awesome." It was growing up, and still my favorite. Did Fall you Out see Boy them song. at the uh, Wheaton Community Center with? We were just talking about that show, right? It was One Life. One Life and, like, Swizzle Tree? Is that the no. one where they got they got banned from playing after that? Probably. Yeah. They, they th- still talk about that show in interviews. Yeah, yeah we... Uh, well, I wasn't there. Well, yeah. so... We were there. Patitude was booking the show yeah. and at that time. And uh, so, you know, we were cool. Everybody was outside smoking and talking and stuff. And it was right before their big break going on the road. It was that tour. They were leaving the next day. Boom, and they blew up. And um, they started pulling people on stage and fucking just 
It was insane. Yeah. That'll definitely get you it banned was, from the Ween Community Center. Yeah, right. And I just Pat was going fucking crazy. Yeah. Fuck these guys. You know, blah, 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 <laughs> you know. So I I'm try to ruin their whole well, career. They, dude, they, you know, we played with so many bands back then. And they did shit on stage that nobody, outside of like the most hardcore fucking <clears throat> punk show you would go to, nobody did. But they took all that hardcore shit and brought it to kind of the pop punk thing and it was like insane mm-hmm. just literally fucking insane i remember so when i went on the road with you guys and i was fucking guitar teching yeah they were in the white van with the white trailer and you guys were touring together and you guys were actually bigger than them at the time this was still kind of like when they were just blowing up and every single fucking night someone was bleeding yeah. from Spinning around, you know what I mean, and beating like just running into each other mm-hmm. on stage, going fucking ape shit. Not one one song you could understand. It all sounded like total horseshit because they were like more about like entertaining. Joe Troman you know? was a monster. He was doing. He was always doing the guitar right. spins. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it wasn't about playing good. It was about putting it was on about show. showmanship. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. Patrick kind of would like stand there. And and hold it down. He tried. And, and you know, sing the melodies, play the guitar parts. When it was time for him to sing, anyway. And then in between, <clears throat> in between, he'd be going nuts too. But yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the reason why they skated into awesomeness is because he was holding it down, right? While they were fucking putting on the show. Right. You know? I I remember sitting next to him one night. We all went to Denny's after a gig, and I'm sitting next to next to Patrick and trying to have a fucking conversation with him, and it was like. Yeah, man. It was like in those days he was so shy. He so didn't shy. fucking talk to anybody. Yeah. It was like all to himself, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, we, now he's you know super cool. Yeah, I remember I had like one good conversation with him, like in a in a van that somebody else was driving down by the river. Down by the river. No, um, and talking about music, and he was like talking about Squeeze, huh. and how he fucking loves Squeeze. I was like, oh shit. Never would have guessed that, you know? Right. Um, it's like kind of sort of obscure 80s poppy, you know. Hmm. Like never would have guessed that. And like, you know, just talking about that for a long time, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's, like, he's eclectic in his yeah. taste in music. <clears throat> and so, I think we talked about like ska bands and stuff. Right. You know, but anyway. <laughs> All right, back to Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You like ska? <laughs> I do like ska, yeah. <laughs> Uh, nice. Me too. <laughs> less, less than I'm all about less than Jake, and or do you mean like real, real ska? I mean, hey, whatever, whatever floats your I guess checkerboard I'm more, I'm more ska punk, like mustard plug. And, yeah, yeah. I never got I mean, into mustard plug. Me neither. I I heard wow. one song that they did where they, you know, they, the, this is like musical geekage stuff, but they did like a one five six four progression. And the sixth chord was major, and I was like, you know, these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's supposed to be minor. And, you know, no, you can do whatever you want. I know just at the time I was like <laughs> thinking I knew You're everything. Critiquing. And, yeah. Fuck these guys. Like, fuck yeah. these guys. And then I just never gave them a proper chance. You should. I should. I probably should. They have a they have a greatest hits album, which sounds a little funny to say. I recommend it. All right. I do like the like the little brown plug that comes out of a mustard bottle when you first take it out of the fridge. 
it's the tastiest part of the the whole deal, you know. Um, and I, I, man, I really thought I would like them back in the day because, you know, all the other kind of condiment food based ska bands, Skank and Pickle <laughs> was still is like one of my all time Skank and Pickle all time favorites. Bucko Nine reunited for for one of the three fifty fests. Oh, man. They were wild to see. I had Barfly. Is that still that is my... that still a show? No, no. He, the <clears throat> owner, sold the sold the brewery, and the new owners literally ran into the ground in about six months. Really? So That's now he owns now he owns a taco place in uh, Mokina. Oh, okay. Zappit Tacos, I think, is the name. I haven't been there yet. Well, when he puts together Zappit Fest, <laughs> I'm fucking there. As <laughs> long, was, as, long was, as he can get Descendants to play. Again. It was rad to go into a brewery and you hear you know Bayside or MXPX and. He had shows in their brewery room and all that kind of stuff. It was really cool. I miss it. Let's talk about your your musical journey, kind of as a uh, as a consumer. Oh, okay, that's better than as a performer. How? Uh, what were like the first bands, or you know, not even bands, but first uh, albums, artists, whatever? So yeah. uh, my parents were both into classic rock. Okay. My mom, my dad is more into classical music. He's a big classical fan, so I do like a lot of classical stuff. Uh, what kind of? What's who's your who's your guy? Uh, so who's your composer? I like Mozart. Okay. Uh, and he's he's a Vladimir Horowitz fan who plays other people's music, but mm -hmm. insanely well. And uh, he saw him twice. I think both times at like the Civic Opera House downtown. I've yet to go see a classical performance, but I probably should. You should. It's a it's a it's a trip. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like the Who with an orchestra behind them and it's it's rad. Something like I haven't been to many in my life outside of like you know kind of high school orchestral stuff. Um and I, I don't know. Maybe I was I went to something some kind of concert. But anyway, I remember learning like there's all these rules, you know, you don't fucking clap or something or you know maybe just because i was a add kid and they're like okay you gotta <laughs> sit there and shut the fuck up let them play um but yeah hearing like an orchestra in the room is just an amazing mm -hmm. experience uh so you should i should and then my mom is is really big into classic rock so she took me to my first concert technically was bob seger okay i think i was eight years old uh i fell asleep <laughs> I regret that now. Yeah. Um, and then she's taken me to see, we've seen The Who together and Paul McCartney and Three Dog Night and The Monkees. Wow. Moody Blues, everything. Awesome. Damn, you got to see The Monkees. Yeah. My dude. brother yeah. my brother would be so fucking I mad at you. And now they're all, literally almost all gone, except for Mickey. Yeah. Mickey's the only one, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Damn, I would have gave my left something to see. I think we went to the Rosemont Theater. I do think... Pete Naismith was not playing with them at the time. I think they were still having a dispute with him. So we did see Davey, Mickey, and Pete. Damn. Um, but it was it was awesome. Unbelievable. So well, she she basically got me into music. Uh, whenever she she owned her own business, she's a tax accountant. But whenever I was in her office, ninety three point nine, the light or the mix was playing, and so I was just around music itself my whole life my dad plays piano and so he every night he would play his grand piano i'd hear it in my bedroom yeah damn awesome yeah so then from there when you 
start to, to kind of develop your own musical tastes. Yeah, they didn't like my musical taste yeah. as much. What was that? So, and how did you get there? Uh, so I started high school in 2000, which was a, a great time to get into Blink-182. Yeah. And Pop Punk and Sum 41 and New Found Glory were all coming out. Was that all... By the time you got that concert flyer, were you already into that stuff? Yes. Or, okay. Mainly. Yeah. Uh, my first love was Weird Al. I started. Oh, yeah. I was I was shown Weird Al in fourth grade, became obsessed. Yeah. Met him in 1996 at uh -huh. Yorktown Mall at Sam Goody. Still one of the highlights of my life. Um, seen him in concert a bunch. So that was my first thing that I had that my parents had nothing to do with. Um, that kind of similar for me through my brother, actually. Um, we used to tape the Dr. Demento show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Weird Al was like kind of. He was the guy. Yeah. But also a lot of weird shit. A lot of weird shit. Barns and barns. Dead puppies. Yeah. Fish heads, right? Mm. Familiar? <laughs> anyway. Um, I was very deprived. Yeah. But my, so my brother was like really big into that. And, and me by proxy being the younger brother was into that. And uh, Weird Al did Smells Like Nirvana. And that was one where I was like, I got to go find the original. And mm. I, that was kind of how I discovered Nirvana. There you go. You know, which I guess was, they were already blowing up big enough for Weird Al to do this shit. But then yeah. like I like immediately, I think I asked for Nevermind on, on cassette for my birthday. Got that in my hands. And got incesticide. And then made my parents drive me to Rolling Stones Records. You familiar with that place? Mm -hmm. That place is awesome. Fucking amazing. And I bought, Still around. Yeah. And I got Bleach on cassette. And I think I picked up some weird, like, free heavy metal sampler that had, like, Testament or something <laughs> on it. Anyway. So Weird Al. Weird Al. And then I grew up in the era of TRL. Mm -hmm. So that got me into <laughs> everything from Limp Bizkit yep. and Creed. You know, I saw Creed. Everyone, most people like them, even if they're lying about it. <laughs> yeah. And then that got me into. I love that. Most people like them unless, you know, even if you don't lying sell about 10 million albums yeah. two or three times. I mean, who didn't like that fucking song until they. Can you take me higher <laughs> to a place? We're blind man. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah. And then I, I you know, I was listening. To, I, then I got, got me got all me hot into, over here. <laughs> <laughs> that got me into Q101, and yeah. that was about the time that Dumb Pop Song by LBC was kind of gaining traction, and they were playing it all the time. Yeah. And the top nine at nine basically formed my taste with you know Bush and Corn and everything like yeah. that. So I kind of got it all over the place, and I still really enjoy. All of that music. What yeah. the fuck happened to our life? It was so good. Oh, it still is, man. Shit. No, but the days of the fucking radio yeah. top nine and nine. You know yeah, what I mean? I was taping taping them on cassettes to listen to later. And right, right. My friend and I, the guitarist James of our band, would try to be on the radio requesting a song, and whoever could get the highest number, you yeah. know. Did James and the rest of the guys go on to continue to play music after you guys disbanded? Or Yeah, James went to college in Texas, and he kind of 
uh, did more of like a psychedelic jam rock band type thing. Uh, they never recorded anything. They played a few shows. Other than that, not really. He majored in poetry, so that's kind of yeah. his thing. And now he's a uh, like a associate professor in New York. No shit. Um, the other guys, uh, Brian Pizzullo was one of our drummers. He was in Drumline at uh, U of I. His name sounds actually kind of familiar for some He's reason. unbelievable. So I think that's about as far as he got, um, which is college. He never really joined any other bands. So, no, we kind of all just ended our musical endeavors there. Hmm. You should get it back together. So when we have our actual wedding, we... We got married during COVID, so we just had to go to the DMV in Denver, which is where you get married, not even City Hall. And we want to have an actual wedding here. And when we do that, I will I will absolutely fly them in yeah. to play a few songs. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a must for sure. So um, you become a pro photographer, and, like, what uh, – from there, like, what – so how do you get – I don't understand how like people get a gig, you know, a pass or whatever it might be. Like, how's that? Yeah, work? I mean, that's definitely something I've Googled many times before I started. Was how do you get photo passes? How do you get all access passes? How do you find a publication? Moving to Denver really was what helped me. Living in Chicago, there are so many photographers here. Everybody has a camera. Everybody knows somebody with a camera, so it's really hard to break in Chicago. When I moved to Denver, there were almost no photographers. Mm. Bands were dying to get pictures taken. So every local band I went to, you know, hey, 50 bucks and I'll come take your photos. Every single one said, please, yes, yes, yes. And then they would hire me for every show after that. After a while, then I kind of started wondering about larger shows. I, I do have a lot of friends in the music industry, which I will admit helped me immensely uh, in terms of getting photo passes. Um, and then I have a friend out there who runs Dying Scene, which was way bigger when I was in high school. Uh, but they their name has a lot of clout in the punk community. So if I wanted a photo pass for NoFX or Pennywise, right. they would have absolutely no issue getting me one. Yeah, I followed Dying Scene. So I will admit I used a lot of connections when I first started that a lot of people don't have. Sure. I'm not afraid to kind of cop to that. I mean, but I you think you got to use what you have. Well, I mean, I think that's what life's about, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you make friends and you just kind of help each other. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know this person, but I know someone that knows them and I don't mind asking, like, hey, right. can you ask this person for this? Did you go to school with uh, Carl Ryan? Uh, no, I met him, I guess technically met him through, like, the Close Enough okay. gang. Are you cool with him now and all? I think we're friends on Facebook. Yeah fucking guys on fire man i don't think we've actually met in person though yeah he's uh he's <laughs> unbelievable the shit he's doing but uh so what's it like to what's the level of frustration or excitement or is it hard to be a photographer and a fan at the same time when you're shooting somebody that you really love yeah so the first real big show i shot in denver was punk and drublick oh, uh, so it was, <laughs> yeah it was no effects and less than jake Jesus. it was a smaller date so those were the only two bands i love sick of it all also played um did you get spit on a lot no it was totally fine oh. it was um it was outdoors and i knew someone who knows jen from the bomb pops and she knows everybody 
Yeah, my so, brother's working really close with her yeah, right now. Yeah, so I asked my friend. I was like, hey, can you ask Jen? Because she works at FAT. And I was like, could you ask her if we can get a photo pass? And he's like, yeah, here you go. And my name was at Will Call, and, and even just going to the box office, I was like, something's going to go wrong. I'm not going to have something I need. They're going to take my cameras away. And so I got my photo pass. It was, my heart was racing a mile a minute. Put it around your neck. Security doesn't even look at your bag. They're like, just go through. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And I'm just walking around feeling high and mighty. And then the first few bands I shot, it was it was nice, but I didn't really know them. Bands like Get Dead, um, kind of smaller punk stuff. But when Less Than Jake went on and I'm in the photo pit, it's just like an out-of-body experience. And I'm the only one there singing while I'm taking my photos. Which and is probably I why I still they, am. That's why, see, I bet you that's why you're... Photos, because I mean, I, I've been really admiring your photos. They're really fucking great. Thank you. And that is why they're so fucking good. That's the secret, because you're fucking singing while and you're in the moment and whatever, compared to somebody that's just going trying to be like a photographer. Like the longtime pros, it's such a business for them. They're, yeah. I, I think they just need to kind of enjoy the show and go to shows and not shoot it. Now, when I go to a concert and I don't shoot it, I really get to fucking enjoy it right because i'm not it doesn't feel like i'm working but even now i'm singing every band i see yeah i, so I don't care it's definitely yeah. i can see and they don't why. they don't they don't hate it for sure they they seem to enjoy it oh hell yeah yeah i mean that's definitely now i can see why your photos are so amazing is because your heart's fucking in it because you love the bands you know even if there's bands you hate you're probably still finding something about it you mm -hmm. love you know what i mean interesting very interesting um has anyone ever been like a total jerk to you? Um, no. Uh, I've been turned down a few times. Totally understandable. Elvis Costello's team turned me down. I don't blame them at all. Uh, I, the Who's I, team turned me down because <laughs> I wasn't really working for like a real media outlet at the time. I can't see. Maybe I shouldn't even say this because people are going to start hitting me up or something, but like I can't ever see a reason to turn anybody down for that. Like, unless, you know. You kind of like run out of spots or whatever. Yeah, I guess that can happen. It can happen, but yeah, like, because I mean, like, if there's 20 people in front of the stage, yeah, snapping shots. Yeah. So last year at Four Chord Fest in Pittsburgh, which my friend runs, uh, they gave out. They admitted they gave out too many photo passes because I had a friend there who was just using kind of her little digital camera, and all these professionals are kind of like, we we need. To get in your way yeah and so they halfway through the second day they actually emailed all of us they're like hey for the rest of the day only people who are working for four accord can be in the photo pit so i had to go back to my hotel room get a longer lens and then shoot from the crowd the whole time so Damn. it can be frustrating yeah so that's really interesting so i mean i, I know for a fact because <laughs> you can always kind of tell when you're playing a show and there is somebody in the photo pit who maybe takes three pictures, you know, the whole night. Mm -hmm. And they're just like kind of they just wanted to be in front. I'll see people on their phone recording the show. And it's like that. Like, come on. It's not why you get common it. sense. Yeah, right. But f for me, honestly, I could give two shits. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Good for you. You got there. You know yeah. what I mean? Tell that to, be, to your PR team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is what's the camaraderie between. 
it's usually totally fine. Uh, I've met some really good friends, especially in Denver through photography. We try to help each other out whenever we can. I don't, I don't feel any competition. Um, yeah, that's what I wonder if it's like a being meeting other bands. Is it like you're in competition with each other, pushing each other out of the way when you're in the so moment? In, in you know? Chicago, it's a lot less talking between photographers. The ones that do talk already kind of know each other, but there are a lot of people that I just see once and then I don't see them at any other shows. Versus in Colorado, I kind of learned to. I kind of learned of all the photographers that were there and I would see them every show I went to and I would know their names and we'd hang out outside of shows here. It's, it's much more strictly business. People okay. get in, they do their shots, they get out, which this, is, which is fine. Cause that allows me to focus more. I don't, I will talk to people, but I, I know I'm also there to do a job. Right. You know, I, I enjoy the hell out of it. My brother was just talking about that with, as far as like getting art shows, uh, the difference between like Chicago and like trying to get an art show in LA. He was saying it's actually easier to be and get into shows in LA than it is in Chicago because for some reason it's like this fucking grind thing. Like mm -hmm. you gotta like prove your shits. And there's so many artists here along that there is there also as well. But for whatever reason, he's like, I could submit three three paintings. And I'll get one at least in the show. He's like in Chicago. He's like I've submitted so much shit, and I, you know, and I'm fucking from there, and I never got in there. Yeah, half the shit I ever, you know, put in there. So I think there's something about Chicago where it goes with the mentality of you know tough city. It's very cutthroat, right? Chicago, yeah. I think it's clicky. Also, everybody kind of has their own little click, right? And somebody else shows up, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, well, I think it kind of goes with like the whole music scene thing, mm -hmm. too, right? It's all kind of like you got this scene over here, you got this scene yeah. over there, whatever, very clicky, very, you know. Yeah, there, here's the northwest suburb bands, right? And then here's the west suburb bands, and here's the southern bands, right? Yeah. It was like that. Hmm, really, really interesting. Plus, you know, we're just all fucking jerks, we got the worst attitudes. We're from Chicago. Yeah, we're from <laughs> Chicago. Have a fucking hot dog. Yeah, uh, yeah, it might be a nice fucking day today. Just wait a week. <laughs> wait, you got fucking, you got ketchup on your fucking dog? Yeah, fuck you. Hey, fuck you, what you asshole. What are you, a goddamn child? Goddamn. <laughs> We're fucking jerks. Do you yeah. have, do you have, uh, what about technology with cameras? Um, is it hard because they're always coming up with something new and you're like, fuck, I want that, but I can't fucking swing 10 grand right now? Yeah, so the biggest advancement they've made is going from DSLR cameras to mirrorless cameras. And when I went from my Canon DSLR to my Sony mirrorless, it completely changed the way I do photography. And now my newest camera has AI autofocus in it. So it, it learns what you're shooting and kind of learns to adapt the autofocus to what you normally shoot. Damn. Which is insane. And I'll admit, a lot of times it's really fucking easy now. Like you kind of just point your camera and you hope you get a good pose, but it's so easy to get stuff in focus. There's no man, you don't have to manually focus anything anymore. It's, I shouldn't be saying that, but it's, it's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, no, I mean, I do really feel like I'm, you know, I take a thousand pictures to hopefully get 20 good ones. And so. Right. It, it doesn't have to be perfect. Well, the performer's got to be kick-ass. you got to get that right moment. And mm -hmm. you got to have an artistic eye because not anyone anyone can, yeah, hold a fucking camera yeah. and get maybe lucky. But, you know, you kind of know. And you're also in the moment with the music, especially a lot of them you know, right? 
yeah, having <coughs> seen most of these bands at least multiple times, I know when they're going to jump and I know when they're going to stop and get in the crowd and stuff like that. Knowing so Josh, I, I know when to be ready. Knowing Josh Cater is going to go, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, I, man, kind of tangential thought, but man, remember when Instagram was only photos and like, mm-hmm. that was what it was all about? How fucking cool was that? Yeah. God damn. That was, was tangential. I miss that. Mean. Like off, you know. So you got like here's the 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 line of our conversation, and then here's a tangent, a tangential uh, line, that goes, but you still know. related. Sort of related in, in a way. Yeah, splits off from the main conversation. Yeah, Instagram gotcha. was, was yeah. great. Fuck. But I was. They're starting I was to go back. Thinking, they're starting to go back to photography more. Yeah. Than they, they they went to the TikTok thing. They admitted it didn't work. Yeah. And now I think they're trying to backtrack, which is fine with me. Yeah. We were just talking how Tom loves girly photography <laughs> on the way here. Uh, so who do, do I. Who doesn't know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I was just kind of thinking back to like the arc of technology, um, how initially it was kind of, you know, and I'm not a photographer, but I, I pay attention to the tech, tech world. But initially it was like, oh, wow. A digital camera, you know, and it was like four pixels, you yep. know. But just the fact that it, it functioned was cool. Yeah. And then the goal was, okay, when is it going to be comparable to film? When can it do what film does and, and kind of get to that level? That was, you know, maybe a decade ago, mm-hmm. 15 years ago. I don't know. Hmm. And then, like, the the idea that it would do something, that would it would evolve from there was insane because where would it go but yeah now there's like AO, I, ai autofocus mm-hmm. but film is is back in a big way too because now a lot of younger people are realizing what film looks like when it's yeah. developed Fucking right. how magic how you can you can ah, but spend you can a million years editing it you'll never have it look on. like film does just put a filter on yeah it. so Get- film cameras are huge now yeah. again mm-hmm. but film is is very expensive that's true, and, and you, Walgreens will still develop it, but it's it's like twenty dollars to develop one roll of film now. And they just put it in a machine, they don't, yeah. you know. Well, that's no. why I try to record a tape for us. You know, it's fucking. I don't even know what it would cost right now to do a record on tape. Yeah, but Here, oh, here's a secret: VCRs. They record audio too. Right. Right, and it's tape. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But we're gonna do something with that. <laughs> I got, you, I got a stack of VCRs at home, and, and we're going to do something. So, anyway. uh, do you really? I do. I need one. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, for what? Uh, old, fa- old, like old family movies. I want to digitize them, but I don't want to pay someone $1,000 to do it. Yeah. I'll do it for 985 Perfect. I, I have a CD, yeah, no, a CD I, burner, too. I got a stack of those. <laughs> I got a lot of shit in my house. But I do have a really nice... Um, man, I was looking for years, you know... Through dumpsters, no, but but at like at <laughs> Goodwill, Goodwill, stuff, Salvation yeah. Army, and I I picked up a few along the way, but I was always looking for the uh, the super VHS player, the mythical unicorn of of VCRs mm-hmm. that would play super VHS tapes. I don't know if you know anything about that. I do. Got this Panasonic super just sitting there. Panasonic always just made the best there. best consumer VHS players. Yeah, we always had Panasonics growing up. I mean, the dream would be to get, like, you know, broadcast. The, profession, the right, professional but, stuff, yeah. But to see a Panasonic 
super VHS player in Goodwill that works and was like five bucks. I, do you know about DVHS? I do. Do you have, do you have one of those? Those I, are no. those are costly. Nobody has one. Of those. I don't know if it's worth investing in, but well, it's not. Like it, it's a cool thing, and it's it would have been awesome. It's fun to watch awesome. YouTube videos on. Yeah, yeah. It would have been awesome if it worked. Yeah. It didn't, for reasons. But like it, it's it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. The idea is awesome, but then you know DVDs. Why would you even? Exactly. Yeah. You guys lost me. So in uh, <laughs> kind of before DVDs or kind of concurrent with DVDs, they came out with this sort of digital VHS thing that could record in high definition high def. and was, was awesome. But nobody had high def coming into their homes <laughs> to record anything. Ah. And it was expensive and it just kind of flopped and that's that's the end of it. Huh. They released some, some movies for it, but... I guess you'd be using component cables or composite. Yeah. Component cables. Composite. The blue. The blue component. Yeah, yeah. Blue, component. red, green. Yeah. No. Yes. Component. 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 Yeah. Right. Because that was before HDMI was even around. You guys are really nerding out on this stuff. <laughs> what? So if somebody's listening right now, and they're a photographer and they're frustrated, quit. Don't quit. always. No. Never quit. No, quit for sure. But um, same so, with music. Don't even. Don't, yeah, even, don't even. Don't don't no. start a band. Chicks dig it. <laughs> don't start a band. But yeah, I mean, like, so let's say I'm a I'm a photographer, you know, and I love taking pictures of stuff, and I I want to do what you do, and I'm trying. I don't have any friends in the industry. What would you say would be their best course? Find local bands. Uh, any local band in your area always want photos taken especially now in the age of social media, you always have to have content, whether it's photos or short video clips or TikTok shit or just Facebook posts. Everybody needs something and do it for free for a while. I, sh I didn't make a dollar on it for my first maybe 20 or 30 shows. I just would ask a band. I'd be happy if they even said yes for free and I would show up and pay the door myself and right. go shoot for free. Don't be afraid. It's kind of like music. Don't don't get into it expecting to make money and to have it be a career because yeah. then you're probably not going to succeed at it. I got some advice, and this is for you as well. I'm ready. Be so fucking annoying. Um, and don't be afraid of that. Mm -hmm. Just pester people. You know, oh, you want to shoot uh, some band? And this is for musicians too. Oh, you want to, you know, play this venue? Like, be the guy that's like, hey, you know, just DMing whoever. Hey, you know, uh, real quick, this is me. This is what I do. I want to do this. Like, if you if anything comes up, give me a shot. A week later, hey, just want to, you know, remind you that I exist. What, you know, keep bugging people. Yeah. Hey, if, hey, any update is probably my most typed yeah. thing <clears throat> in, in, in Instagram or Facebook. And, But just be, you know, doing that. You're either going to piss somebody off, <laughs> which, and they're going to say, okay, no, we're not going to work with you ever, which is the same as if you never reached out to them in the first place, or th more likely, if you're friendly and nice and not, don't be a dick, couple, you know, weeks down the line, months down the line, whatever, they're thinking like, oh man, we need a photographer. Oh wait, there's that one guy that's been, you right. know, messaging Well, me. the other thing is if I was on that, and you have been... Uh, you know, booking shows and stuff or whatever, I would be like, 
you know, this guy's really up my ass about trying to shoot a show. If he's that hungry and calling me, you know, he's probably yeah. really fucking into this, and he's mm-hmm. probably pretty great. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the way I would look at it. It's not so much pissing people off. It would be more or less no, like... don't piss people off, but don't be afraid to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I don't, agree. Don't, you know, because the opposite of that is me, which is like, oh, I don't want to bother, you know, because I... <laughs> I don't take my own advice. I can dish it out all day, but you know, if I didn't join the T's, I wouldn't have done shit because I'd be like, "Oh well, I don't, I don't want to bug them about you know." I'd like to play a show at that venue, but I don't want to. Maybe they're busy and they. Yeah, I don't want to reach out to them and. Yeah, I remember sitting gonna, down with uh, the yellow pages, just going to banquet halls and just yeah. calling every number, like, "Hey, will you host a concert?" And all of them would say no, but. You yeah. get, all you need is one yes. Right. Right. And it starts from there. Yeah. But for photography, if you're trying to get a photo pass for Taking Back Sunday, you know, their PR people get thousands of emails a day. They're going to miss one. So it doesn't hurt to just follow up even if you don't hear back. Yeah. Or bypass the PR people, you know. A lot of my stuff is through bands. Yeah. 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 DMing them through their Instagram or something like that. Yeah. Chances are... You know, I gotta get on Twitter. Apparently, Twitter—it's really easy to get replies. Yeah, really? yeah, from people that are because they Twitter don't go to like Instagram. Will just go to a, a hidden folder, a hidden message folder. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Twitter. True. You can't you can't get rid of it. Yeah, it's oh, right no there shit. for you. There you go. But yeah, if you're you know, if you're going to lead singer, bass player, drummer, whatever, they're just gonna forward it on to their PR people mm-hmm. or their tour manager or whoever. But the tour manager with the twelve hundred emails. The one that comes from the bass player, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I better look at this one." Yep. Oh, he wants photo pass. Okay, cool. You know. Yeah. yeah. Or if, I've if, always been that guy too. Where, hey, if someone's DMing me, you know, I'm gonna look at that message or whatever, and why not give them a chance? Mm-hmm. Someone gave me a chance. I'll give. You know what I mean? You want a photo pass? Fuck. I get yeah. you a photo pass. You know yeah. what I mean? And or if you're if they're on a tour, email the openers because they're always happy to get. Yeah. You know, if they're opening for Blink One Eighty Two. They're happy just someone is bothering them right. rather than trying yeah. to get the photo pass from the headliner. Right. They might not, you know, if they're opening for Blink, they might not have even the say to be like, hey, we need a photo pass. That's true. Turnstile might get one one photo pass a show. Yeah. But like even the Rise Against one with Smoking Popes, I got it through the Smoking Popes. I'm not trying through Rise Against. I might have been able to get through, but it wasn't worth like I, I knew I could get it through the opener and it was much easier than trying to go through just going through Mike Flumley versus a PR team yeah yeah that I have to ask what publication are you for and all that kind of stuff because right now I don't work for publications so all the stuff I'm doing is all freelance do you go under a business name or do you just Chris under- Tracy photography yeah um I used to do SFAS song from a scene photography. I stole the name. Yeah. Because it always resonated with me. And, but then I, you know, most photographers, they use their name and it seems to work much better. Yeah. Be, go by your name. Then you automatically know who I am and my name. And I don't really. Yeah. If you, if you had like a company name, I would assume that you have a team or something. Yeah. And I'm not going to get you. I'm going to get somebody from the team of photographers. So I changed that pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it just sounds way. It's more memorable than an actual yeah, it's, business. Yeah, it's more name. personalized. You know, it, it feels like I already know people, and it feels like they already know me. Versus like, oh, who are? What's your name again? Yeah, they already know my name. So, who and where are the your favorite things that you've shot? Favorite bands, favorite venues. 
So shooting the Metro was, that was number one for me. My first show shooting there was Jimmy World wow. at the Riot Fest after show last year. Um, and I got in through that because uh, their PR firm started following me. And they're in a, a small PR firm, only a couple hundred followers on Instagram. And I'm like, I got to chat them up. Yeah. And so just pleasant conversation. And now any show that they play, not a problem. It's, it's taken care of, which is cool. Well, because you take kick-ass photos. That, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> so shooting Metro was just because most of the best shows I've ever been to in my life all happened there. Yeah. Shooting that place was was awesome. Um, and then band wise. Um, oh, that's a good question. It might be Rise Against. Uh, at least until there are some bands on my list, Plain White T's included, uh, that I think I'm going to would top the list for that green day would be on that list and fall out boy would be on that list bands i kind of more grew up listening to mm -hmm. you know backdrop play with fucking rise against at the cubby bear back like way the fuck that's back a, in the day. that's a combo of a, of a set with a george clinton members of the george clinton p-funk band they had like a side project <laughs> and it someone fucked up on this bill and it was backdrop <laughs> fucking rise against and like George Clinton's fucking <laughs> P-Funk band. The P-Funk All-Stars. Holy shit, was it a show, man. That sounds like a Swizzle Steve production. Yeah, it, was, it probably was, <laughs> to be honest with you. He puts. To, I talked to bands, and they're like, oh, he put us on with like some jam rock band, and we're not making any fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, you gotta love him. Swizzle. Although I should say, I got to photograph Descendants and Bad Religion, and I mean, I love Rise Against, but in terms of being a punk kid, it doesn't get much bigger than those two. Yeah. And I shot them literally back to back at the same show. And that was, that was killer. Nice. Did you, when you first started getting into photography, did you just kind of like save, well, I mean, I know you kind of told the story, but were you ever like reaching out to somebody and trying to like figure out anyone like, Hey, you know, um, how do you, how do you fucking do this? So I'm in a couple Facebook groups and there are people who just like today someone just posted, how do I get in touch with Evanescence? And it's that kind of thing of if you have to ask that question, you're not going to shoot that show. Right. Like you're, you're not ready for that yet. Um, but there were definitely times where I've, I felt lost and there have been times where I told my wife, I'm, I'm selling all my stuff. This isn't this is not worth it or whatever. Um, but then as soon as I shoot another show, it's it's yeah. magic all over again. Um, but it's. You get rejected, um, and it sucks, but you live with it. Yeah, well, I mean, it just wasn't the right show for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? I got plenty of years to shoot the Who. Or <laughs> <laughs> there are only 78. Yeah. Right, yeah, there's way more time there. <laughs> for sure, I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would love to be uh, fuck around with cameras. I don't know what it is. I've just got my hands in too many things, but I've always loved, you know, I, I did learn how to develop film back in school. I don't know if you ever did. I think it kind of was like a school thing where mm -hmm. I never did. My my dad uh, had a dark room in our house. Really? And it it always creeped me out. You never forget what that smells like. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like a, taking apart the pig in biology class, except it's more and all the time and it never goes away. Yeah. Right. Um, and he, yeah, he's he's a great photographer, actually. And the Tone Deaf George CD, the one CD that we made, he took all the photos, 
and I just kind of ganked him. No shit. So uh, there's like a little girl on the back cover. That's my cousin. Yeah. And the front cover, like the, the guy, person. guy in the street playing a melodica. Yeah. With in front of the bargain store or whatever, like he just snapped that, you know. No shit. In some wow. little small town and shit. Just I'm like, dude, this is new. a fucking great photo. I'm taking this. He's like, okay. Oh, and then inside was like all the doll shit. Was that inside or the be- no? That was inside. It was like doll heads and arms and shit. Like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah, I don't remember that. I just but, remember the front and the back. Uh, but I never, never said, "Hey, Dad, teach me how to develop film." Yeah, you I should've. was like, "Hey, Dad, um, I'm gonna take your base out on tour, <laughs> and it's gonna get stolen." Yeah, no shit. Um, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Do you uh, do you think you'll be a photographer for life? Is that the goal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's going pretty well. I mean, a lot of big shows, I don't make any money. I do it for free. Yeah. I do it because I want to do it, and I don't mind doing it for free. Right. Because if I'm up on stage with Rise Against at the Metro, I can't put a price on that. Um, So I kind of make my money doing local shows, and then I do, like, family photography and stuff on the yeah, side. Yeah, I was going to say, do you do actually anything pays besides, money. Yeah, besides shows, do yeah. you do any kind of portraits yeah, and stuff, stuff like that? Yeah, stuff that actually people will hire you for. We're, uh, we're going to hit you up for... Some Christmas photos and stuff. Yeah. I think we will. We got this girl, this lady. She's okay, but why go to her when we can go to you? There you go. So anyway, yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) Shoot the retondo. I don't care for that stuff, but Jen is always like, oh, we need. Oh, bullshit. You're the one. (laughs) You know what? It's almost Christmas time. We got to get that fucking picture. We put on the sweaters. and. Yeah, and you love it. You go and you shop all day for a sweater. I can see you. You're no, full of it. No, I, I say if if people want to see us in the during the holidays, they can come visit anytime. <laughs> you don't have to send them a fucking picture. <laughs> you know, we're here. Like it's you know, I don't know. It means more to see people in person, but we do it. We right. send out the you know the little card with the photos on it and typical suburban thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cute. Yeah. What what is your typical uh, your night like? Do you do you sit down after a show and are you a not, do you like that part of it? If it's a band that I'm really excited to shoot, I will edit some as soon as I get home. Usually, I'm too tired. Uh, I watch a lot of movies. That's I've got three thousand Blu-ray discs in that apartment back there. Jeez. Yeah. So that's that's what I what we do. Favorite movie. Did you hear that, games. Darren Vrell? Yeah. You got Darren beat. Oh, I'm so I'm I'm such a typical guy. It's it's Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, of course. Well, and I'm assuming your love of movies was amplified from working at the video store, right? It sure was, yeah. and Best Buy. Yeah, right. I would I would be able to I would get my check at Best Buy, paycheck. I would go to the bank, I would cash it, and I would already have a stack of movies at Best Buy that I picked throughout my shift, sitting there on hold waiting for me. All the new releases. The video store just. I'd grab a whole stack of stuff we're going to sell for a dollar, bring it home. Do you have Netflix? Uh, we Access to Netflix? We have access to Netflix uh, did you watch, for the time being. Did you watch Dolomite Is My Name? No, not yet. Dude, he's oh, got, wait. Oh. The Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. It was great. That actually made me go back and watch all of... All the Rudy Ray All of the Rudy stuff. movies. All right, I watched watch the I've damn I've been trying movie. to get Eric to watch, watch it. Really, it's really good. And you honestly, you have to have no prior knowledge of him... I, I knew nothing about him whatsoever. Yeah, good. And it was still great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's all up my ass about this movie. You know, Darren fucking watched it. <laughs> I know. Well, you fucking called him in the middle of the night it. and no, told him to watch Early it. morning, early morning. I mean, he's, he's something. Driving in the airport. Yeah. I was like, yeah, anyway. It's such a great fucking movie. <laughs> it's and great. a great it's story really about, great. like, 
you know, us coming from like the kind of DIY punk rock yeah. ethos, like this guy who faced every hurdle along the way was just like, I want to do this. Just made the movies he wanted to and make. And just fucking did it yeah. himself. Like, dude, it's such a great story. Anyway. Well, I think there's some... It's, it's so interesting to do this podcast because you're learning about everyone's struggle to get to where they're going, you know. And we haven't met one person yet that hasn't struggled to get to, you know, it's patience. It's a long haul. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fucking work. And I have a landscaping business also that I'm trying to run. And I'm telling you, it's I've never worked so hard in my effing life. It's like every day there's major setbacks, major problems. There's never like... Okay, cool. We're we're sailing today. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And just like you said, I've come home and I'm like, I I'm gonna sell all my shit. You know, I've said that numerous times. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Maybe I'm not meant to be a business owner, even though it's in my blood and everyone does it, whatever. But I just feel like that's exactly how you make it or break it. If you love it enough and you want to do something or whatever, and your heart's in it, you will do it for sure. It may take you fucking 15 years and way more than 10,000 hours, but it's going to happen, mm -hmm. you know? Same thing with, uh, you know, photography or music or whatever. It's just like, but the people that are like, ah, I'm going to sell this shit. Well, you're never going to see it. You know what I mean? As yeah. much as you want or whatever, that's it's literally that, cut and dry. If you if you want to make it, you literally never put it down. Yep. You know? I agree. But your heart has to be in it, obviously. It has to be in it. You know, otherwise. Which is why when I look down in the photo pit and I see that kid with like the really shitty digital point and shoot. Like I, if they're actually taking photos and not just, you know, I'm like, they're doing it. They're, those are they also going to be your, your biggest fans that are doing it too. If they're willing to try to go those lengths with a nothing camera. Yeah. But even if they hate us and they just want to take photos and they're like, well, I, you know, whatever. And they're in there like just, Working with the tools that they have, mm -hmm. you know, hell yeah. The best camera is the one that you have on you, right? Is right. the saying. I'm gonna, which nowadays is, is phones. I'm gonna come it's with. True. I'm gonna come with Chris to the next uh, tea show. Yeah. And I'm gonna like fucking bring like a rubber camera, like a fake <laughs> rubber camera, and I'm literally gonna like run around in front of you and just fucking take pictures. <laughs> but there's no fucking. It's not. It's no, rubber. See that you're missing the point. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about the person that. Can't afford a nice mirrorless camera, or even no shit, or even a five-year-old yeah. DSLR. There's a but they have, people. they but have, they want to do it. Yeah, they found a, a Nikon Coolpix at Goodwill. Yeah, and they're like, I really want to do this, and they're doing it. Like, hell yeah, you yeah. Know? I agree, but also, please stay out of my way. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, right, right, right. I I disagree. If there's two people get in the photo your fucking pit, shot, get all kid. the photos you want. But if it's full in there, please let me take some pictures. Well, if, I if think they're that's... in there with a Game Boy camera, <laughs> get the fucking shot, <laughs> do what it takes, you know. There's, yeah. There's value there, you know. And being 6'4", that doesn't help either. I feel like such an asshole when I'm in a photo pit because I've had people tap me on the shoulder, a little just 15-year-old girls like, can you please move? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I'm so tall, I just feel horrible that I'm just in everybody's way. Blocking everybody's shit. Yeah. Fuck that. Get some stilts. Get those drywall stilts. You know? Be like, you know what? <laughs> but then as soon as the music starts, I stop giving a fuck and I'm like, I have to just do my job. It's three songs and yeah. then I'm out of here and they right. can watch the show. They'll be fine. Yeah. Have you ever been uh, kicked or any like any 
damage done to yourself? Not really. Um, mm -hmm. Before I did photos, I used to take a little point-and-shoot camera and do video. I would record shows and put them up on YouTube way back when YouTube was new. And one time I was at the starting lines final, using air quotes, show, which was at Metro, and I was in the front taking a video. And some dude just completely kicked me in the back of the head. And I almost blacked out, but it was yeah. right at the end of the show, and I got really lucky. But other than that, it's security is great. Yeah, um, I can't. They never get thanked for what they do, but they're on top of it all the time. So I've never even had a close call, really. I've, I think I've had a water bottle or or a cup of beer thrown at me, but that's that's normal. Right. I've had that happen countless times. Do you like to travel for shows, or would you rather stay local? Prefer to stay like you know. I love traveling for shows. Uh, I'm doing Four Court again this year in Pittsburgh. I'm doing when we were young in Vegas. I might do the you fest in Eau Claire. Doing when we were uh, when we this were guy young, hooked me up. Yeah, he yeah. he sent me a message. He's like, "Hey, yeah. I'm gonna be there anyway. I don't need tickets." Use, I, I, I use the that was the magic word. How are, yeah, you, yeah. how are you getting there? We're flying. We already have we already have oh, tickets in a hotel. Yeah, bitch. Well, we 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 didn't get tickets initially, so we're doing the hotel and ticket package, which is really jacked up for price. So it's like yeah, no. So we're trying. I'm trying to go so we could do the podcast from there. Yeah, and I'm gonna. Darren's gonna meet me, and so we were trying to find a way where we could get back by the buses with this thing or something, which is probably not gonna happen. But you know, just anywhere close by where we could just say, hey, you know, maybe try to reel some people in. So, mm -hmm. but that's kick ass that you're gonna be there. I am. I'm very fucking nervous. I was um, going to tell you to hop in here and fucking come with, but you got a flight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you nervous about? Well, some bands, uh, namely Blink-182, which is my number one, that's my unicorn. Yeah. They're very stingy with, with who. They have to personally approve every photographer that shoots them. So people that I know that know their team think that I'll be okay. Yeah. And I should at least even apply for their shows here in a week and a half. But I'm still, I'm very critical of my work, so I'm still just like, oh, they're gonna fucking hate me, and they're not gonna uh, say anything. But at a place like when we were young, maybe it's too big. Security's got enough to worry about other than not letting me in the photo pit. They're probably not gonna care, right? So I might just try to go in anyways and just let other act people, like I need to be there. Let other people be critical of your work. I know it's just always something I've dealt with, whether it was playing music or even just playing video games, and yeah, where it comes a point where you gotta own what you're doing, you know. To I can I can step back and look at my Instagram and it's it's very <clears throat> enjoyable to look at and I can go that's a really good shot but overall what? I'm still just like these I it's that thing of just finding other photographers and going man their stuff is so good see that's your problem you gotta I find know. the bad ones and be like dude this sucks <laughs> I'm way fucking better than this there's plenty of those too that's all you gotta do you know and I, I, I I'm in the that, photo that might a be the that might be the secret to life right there. Is just <laughs> look down on people that you think you're <laughs> superior to, and then and then you know, what, then you'll have ambition. What's working for me? The secret for me for pretty much everything I'm doing is literally not honing into anything but myself. Yeah, and I don't. I never really, you know, everyone's always like you're trying to listen to other band. Like I wish I wrote a song like Josh Cater, or I wish I did this or that. Well, then I'd sound like Josh, or you know, so. Instead, listen to Mustard Plug and be right, like, that right, fucking right, right. major six chord, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, I could do better than that. And then there you go. You know? But no yeah. offense to Mustard Plug. Again, I was young, I'm sure. <laughs> if I go back. Greatest hits. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. For sure. There are there are a lot of trends in concert photography, and I, I definitely purposely try to avoid doing those. 
Yeah. I try to do my own thing, and I think that's working out for me. I, I don't think you, from what I've seen, I don't even think you, I think you're just in the fucking moment. I mean, that's really how your photos come across to me is like almost like I'm there, you know, watching the show and I could feel that's the, the idea. fucking energy and everything. Like, yeah. That's what I want to convey. Well, I mean, like, I'll tell you right now, you're good enough for Blink-182. So Thank you'll you. get in there, dude. I just need them to think that. Well, you don't need shit, man. You just fucking go. You you need your first fucking mistake is you're going <laughs> flying to the show and not coming in here with me. I'm gonna be all by my fucking lonesome going down the street like this. Hey, maybe I'll I'll forego my flight and I'll drive out. No, because you. you then we'll break down or some shit. And you'll miss the show. No, and be no on then my I'll just I'll have to Uber it. You know, 300 miles to the <laughs> Kansas City airport, and I'll figure that out. Oh, shit. Well, we're gonna have to fucking party. You know, not. Party with some, uh, what are those waters you got there? Liquid death. Yeah, we'll have to have some liquid death representing. You know what I could probably do? <laughs> is I could probably say, like, hey, guys, to the band, give me my money for, for the flight, and I'm going to use it for gas for the RV. And they'll probably do it. Oh, yeah. Cost the same either way. Yeah. If we play in Texas, Tim does that. He's like, or even, you know, a drive from Texas. He's yeah. like, give me the money. I'm going to rent a car. And and pay for the gas, instead, and save money because it'll be cheaper for him to do that. But right, you know, I'll be like, look, whatever, whatever Good the flight idea. costs, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> I like how you think. God willing, yeah, kick ass. Um, is there anywhere we could find the old music? Was it ever recorded? We uh, properly recorded one song at Crystal Recorders in Lombard, which somehow is still around in the same house that they converted into a recording studio. I can't believe it. No shit. It was all acoustic because we didn't have any other band members. It's five and a half minutes long. I don't recommend anybody listen to it. No, no. we, can, we is, is it out there? Like, a, uh, it's it not Spotify? out there. Dude, it's get it's it on in Spotify. my own personal collection. It's really easy to get it up on Spotify. It is. And then we have a lot, we have a lot of stuff we recorded on his four track. He, he bought a digital four track recorder and we recorded a shit ton of stuff Man, on see, that. You are younger than us. Digital four track. <laughs> I remember when those came out. I was like, Yeah. And I, I got one, but it was like later on, you know. Yeah. Other true. than that, we were recording stuff. He had a, just a boombox with a built in microphone. And so everything, we were just doing everything yeah. live. Yeah, we did all into the same one shit. little tiny microphone. And then his dad bought him the four track and it changed yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm currently going through over about 200 tapes in a firebox that I have of like all kinds of shit. And let me tell you, I've only, I'm like through 20 tapes. It's, Mind-blowing how bad some of this shit is. But also how great. I'm no, and I'm, sure. fi I'm finding tons of gems, too. But it's just like, you got to go back and remix that or whatever. Fuck mm -hmm. with it. And, and you know what I mean? Oh, even if you don't uh, do the Spotify thing, digitize it. It is digitized. Okay. Send it to, look up, um, go on Bandcamp, DuPage County Hardcore. Oh, DuPage Hardcore. County Hardcore? Yeah. Yeah, I, I download to, all their stuff. Yeah. Send it to him. Have him put it well, up. Here's I've, I've told him, I'm like, I have a ton of stuff you don't have up. And I mean, I don't know if he wants dog and everything because they're not quite as he, I'm, well, musically inclined. But he has like close enough up there and he stuff. Does. Yeah. He has I, the, yeah, the Plain White Tees cassette up there. Right. That's why I'm like, he wants dog and everything. If he's got Plain White Tees up there, he's yeah. got, you know. Um, but a lot of those old bands are, are have been great about putting their old stuff up. And I remember when Backdrop came came up on Spotify, I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot and of I shit. I have it, but it's so cool to just have it so easily accessible now. Right. 
There's I, a lot of shit <clears> that I, I didn't really actually want on there just because it's kind of, you know, it's like a lot of demos and stuff. demo stuff, yeah, or whatever. But for whatever reason, it got put up there. So I may kind of actually filter some of that shit no, off no, of there. No, 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 no. Well, that, you know, it was Darren's like, oh, you know, now we got to put this shit on there or whatever. I'm like, well, I have like 200 tapes in my basement of like probably more proper songs that we should actually have on there than little bits and pieces of me singing on a tune and whatever, you know. No, so, but anyway, make sure, make sure you up keep there. up audio isolation. That's audio that's, isolation. Dude, that's my favorite. That's my song. fucking jam. And back in the day, yeah, I, the I, system, the system. Because <laughs> Stubo always used to sing to me yeah. when in the breakdown. Were you in? Were you in Brock Myers? I was. Okay. Yeah, I, I once asked Darren about Brock Myers, and he refused to tell me anybody that was in it. Really? Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't know there's twenty thousand people. That's that one of my in. favorite albums ever. Really? Yeah. yeah um, I, I bought a used copy on Amazon, literally like two years ago. No shit. Just so I could. Have How much it. you pay for? Like four dollars. Really? Yeah. The, plus shipping. The the bus fucking tape? No, it was the one. It's like a Paul kind of a photo booth strip and fucking Paul. Yeah. That's the fucking one I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. No it's shit. Amazing. Damn, you like so that? Get, huh? So get that up on on Spotify, Apple Music, because I want to put that on all my playlists. That's a little tricky. Yeah, that Jason <laughs> probably wouldn't. I don't know if he'd agree to putting that up there, but well, you're that's fucking, why I bought a used copy. To just send it to DuPage County Hardcore. I it may be up there. It might be. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe I not. think they have some Brockmeyer stuff, but I don't think they have that full. They line. have the Paul on there. Yeah, we recorded that record with. Um, his name was. Uh, Party Pants, we call him Party Pants Minor, but um, Paul, Paul Minor or something? Damn, I can't think of his name. But he played bass and filter for a little while and did wow. some yeah, some on and off. Like He was like a session guy here and there. And then he had a studio in this little building up in Chicago in his loft. And uh, we spent like, I don't know, I think three, four days there over the weekend like recording and shit. And I had no idea, but Pat Kilbred's freaking mom and uh, his stepdad, I believe, Owned, they were like vice president and president of world class fucking dryers. You know the hand dryers that you mm -hmm. go in. So Berkeley, we, Illinois. Right, yeah. and I, I had no fucking <laughs> idea. So we stayed at at their house, and every fucking part of their house had a hand dryer for <laughs> drying their hair. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what's up with this man? That's fucking. He's incredible. like, ah, he's like, my mom's like the VP. <laughs> And then, meanwhile, we're back in the studio in the morning with, like, Dale Party Pants Minor. You know, that Dale Minor was his name. And he's, like, fucking super hungover and shit. And I, he just he wore leather pants during the whole entire recording of that record. It's unbelievable. But the only problem with buying a used CD now is I, I don't even own a CD player. So I don't even have a way to listen to listen it or to digitize it. it for myself. I have to go buy an external CD reader for my Mac. Mac, yeah. Which I haven't done yet. So that's... That's the only downside is I have it in my apartment and I cannot listen to it. You don't have anything with any sort of optical my, drive? My new car came with a CD player. That's it. You don't have like an Xbox, PlayStation 2? That's true. I do. I do. I do have an Xbox Series X that I can there listen to. There you go. Do but it. I want to listen to it yeah. on my phone and my headphones while I'm running. Yeah. You know, one of the but best. That's a good album. One of Thank the best uh, CD players around is the first generation Sony PlayStation. The oh, yeah. one that came with the RCA plugs in the back? Yeah. Jacks, not plugs. My bad. You could listen to the game soundtracks usually, too. Yeah, you could. But, like, I remember, you know, reading up about this. is like, audio files, like, whatever, like, decoder chip is in there. Did it have, like, a DAC, a yeah, DAC in it? I don't know. It's apparently, like, one of the best sounding wow. CD players for audio. 
one of the best Blu-ray players was the <clears throat> PS3 when it came out, and it, yeah. for years it was still like the best one that got well, the most updates. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys know this, but Sony Corporation invented the CD and the Blu-ray disc. So it kind of makes sense. Really? That, that makes sense that their their ship be uh, the best. Yeah, it's on Amazon for eight dollars and four cents. Oh, PlayStation can, One? Oh no, I can double my money. <laughs> what the fuck? Who would be selling that? Who, Amazon. Who was in the Brock Myers? Oh man, there are so many just old CD oh, yeah. warehouse. Dude, I, I think I got yeah, that that's CD. the one. CD warehouse companies and that have just Interpunk is still around. I mean, yeah, just warehouses full of new old stock. Yeah, that are just dying to sell. That Brock Myers album. Yeah. Hmm. They probably have a whole box Sec- full of them. Sold by second disc, second spin yeah. disc. Yeah. Interesting. See, that's what you should do with the VHS tapes you guys were talking about. I could sell them on Amazon. I don't know if you could legally, but you know. Anyways. I could sell my uh, my VCR for probably. Hell yeah. 200 bucks. I don't know. Oh, VCR prices are getting crazy. They are. <clears throat> Especially, uh, you know, the super VHS. Especially the Super VHS. You, I, I'm telling you, you're look sitting that on shit a gold up. mine. It is. I was. I shit my pants that day. I was like, "You got to be kidding me." That's how much you pay for it. Like eight ninety nine. Like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know, Goodwill's starting to get better about knowing what they have. Uh, it's Whenever been, I see something good, it's behind a glass cabinet, and it's about what they, I would pay anywhere else. They don't even do that anymore. All of the good shit at Goodwill goes on Goodwill.com. The site, yeah, the auction site. Yeah, yeah. Because they know, and they. Yeah, you know, make it's money. not nearly as fun as it used to be going no. there. But Salvation Army's pretty good. Savers, they closed down like oh, I miss all Savers. their fucking locations. I miss Savers. The place was the best. The best. Hmm. I would get a, a whole Ziploc bag of baseball cards for 99 cents. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was getting distracted by who's trying to pop wheelies out yeah. here. <laughs> Evil Knievel, Junior Junior. Welcome, yeah, to on, welcome to living on Eola Road here. Yeah, 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 we're on Eola. What is this, technically Aurora, or what is this? This is technically Aurora, but Naperville, you can right walk there in two door. minutes, yeah. Gotcha. And then Plainfield is just five minutes south of here. Very nice. Um, is there anything that you like to do in your spare time besides take photos? And movies? I like to play video games. Yeah, you're a video game guy? I'm a video game guy. He's your guy. What do you play? Yeah. Uh, Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a Switch in the bedroom. I just ordered a, a Series X today. Oh, it's literally today. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's a wonderful machine. Even just for the loading times. Yeah, that's kind of why loading I got times it. in half completely <clears throat> changes how I play games. Cool. What and you... even like old all the old Xbox One games are all kind of upresed and mm-hmm. HDR automatically applied to them. Everything looks awesome. What do you play? Uh, I love the Fallout games. I love the Far Cry games. Uh, I love the Forza Horizon games, the racing games. Um, anything with puzzles. Uh, I I still have to try like Elden Ring and stuff like that. All the really popular stuff. Cool. Uh, I'd like to buy a PS5 eventually and try stuff like God. I've never played a God of War game. I played the first one and and the the handheld one on the Vita, which was good. Yeah, they're good though. Yeah. Velveeta. Velveeta. <laughs> God of War. Velveeta. Sounds delicious. Revenge of the Processed Cheese. Great game. Great game. Uh, what's what's all your handles and stuff in case everybody wants to look at your photos, which I I know they will. So my Instagram is basically all that I use in terms of a normal everyday portfolio. I tried to use Facebook. It doesn't really do anything. It's hard to get likes. Facebook can't use fucking hashtags. out, man. Yeah. yeah. So that hasn't been updated in about a year and a half. Uh, it's just at Chris Tracy photo. 
And then my website is chrisstracyphotography.com. Kick ass. Currently building a brand new website. It's driving me insane. I absolutely hate it, but it looks cool. Yeah, I know nothing about that. I'm trying to build one for this podcast, and it's, Jesus. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using Square Squarespace. What are you using? Uh, I'm hey, used- don't say that. They didn't pay us any money yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Not yet. They will eventually. They sponsor <laughs> right. everybody. There you go. I use Wix. You use uh, Wix? I tried Squarespace free trial. I just couldn't kind of make it customizable enough for me. I couldn't kind of just move everything where I wanted to move it. So Wix is a little bit more personalized for at least what I want to do. Right, yeah. But I love how it's doing. And originally I used Adobe Portfolio because it came for free with my Adobe subscriptions. So I was like, I don't need anything else. And now it just looks terrible. Hmm. I can't sell anything on it. I can't, no one can book anything with me on it. So I kind of had to find something that can do everything. Right. What would you say uh, would be extremely helpful to your photography career going forward? Something Hmm. that you wish that you, you know, would get a phone call from somebody? Uh, So my main goal next year is to do a tour. I'd like to go on tour with a band, and I think that would really kind of not only get to know a band but solidify if that's something i kind of want to pursue i know tour photographers and they absolutely love it i don't know if i would but that's kind of my goal i think and maybe you're not gonna like this i I hate it huh i hate it you hate what what you're about to say you do okay i think you would need to learn how to like do all the social media, TikTok-y kind of stuff. Completely agree. Yeah. I'm terrible at it. I'm I, I kind of feel I try like to post once a day. That's where it's and gone. And even that I'm bad at. Yeah. yeah. I don't have TikTok. I don't have Twitter. Yeah. I don't have... I feel like an old man. Have you... Are you friends with Cal? Angle? Uh, we're friends on Facebook. I think we've chatted maybe once or twice. Yeah. I think I met him at the One Life show at Bottom Lounge you did last. Yeah. He's great. He's a great dude. He's actually going to fo- take some photos for us, but he um, he would be a great guy to talk to to kind of bend his ear a little bit because he went on tour with Jonas Brothers from like I don't know if it was a couple years or a year or whatever. And but you know then that went into photographing their life and mm-hmm. you know they got that show and also I'm not sure how far and how deep it went, but it was it was pretty significant and it went on for a while. So he would be a great guy, you know, to reach out to and yeah. kind of bend his ear a little bit about maybe some tips and tricks or whatever to get onto something, you know. Yeah. But so. then I think would I want to do that for a year or two of my life and miss out on shooting other shows or meeting other people? Right. And it's a tough balance to try to find. But I know, you know, I know the tour photographer for Matchbox 20, and it just looks like he has such a good time. Sure. And, it, you know, you get to visit. It's like going on tour but not having yeah. to worry about anything. Yeah, you only got one job. Everything's paid Cap- for. Capturing yeah. the moment, yeah. yeah. Is he just doing stills or is he shooting a lot of vertical video and Mainly stuff? stills. Really? I haven't seen him posting much video. But they're also an older band, so I don't know right. if they really need the exposure like that. Yeah. I mean, they're playing amphitheaters, so I don't think they're worried about selling tickets. Right. But that's, that's, that is my goal, is is to do a tour. And I'm, I'm probably going to find a small band, a local band, that maybe is doing like a weekender or a one-week thing just in the Midwest and, and follow them around. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. I, th- I think that would be a great, great starter piece. I, I have a feeling 
you're gonna have to shoot a lot of vertical video and and I will if I have to come up with like a goofy. I won't like it, but hey, I will we're gonna do it have, if to I have to do this goofy TikTok thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, nobody wants to do. Just fucking Ugh. hire somebody to do that for you. Wait, hang on. Then you gotta get paid first. <laughs> yeah, then they're bringing two people right. on. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Well, you gotta get like somebody like my brother, where I've asked him to do like twenty things for me, and he hasn't done one. <laughs> How's he like in California? He loves it a lot there. Absolutely loves it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's benefited. I always knew that he needed to go there in order to be successful in what he was doing. You know, it's just, I, you can't achieve that. I mean, you probably could, but I think way faster, you know, there's mm -hmm. more avenues. Plus, I think it's just, like, more people aspiring to be what he wants to be there on a different level. Your brother is too fucking cool and too good for Chicago. He really fits in L.A. perfectly. Yeah. yeah. But, like, L.A., if you're good and you're cool, people, like, like that. You know what I mean? And yeah. They, you know, Chicago... Just like I said, we're fucking dicks. If you're like really fucking cool and really good at what you do, people fucking hate you. Right. You know, and it sucks. But, you know, that's kind of why networking is so hard in Chicago with, you know, other people that, that do what you do. If your people are threatened by your talent, by your everything. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird Midwestern. Well, what I think works works great for him is he has this, you know, he owned an advertising agency for the last 10 years, and he learned, you know, started as that was a job, and then he ended up, my uncle actually ended up retiring, and my brother took it over. And um, I think the business side of it really added to becoming an artist and learning how to sell. And once he got down there, you know, a lot of things happen or whatever. It's like, oh, great, I'm moving to L.A., and then, boom, I got six tumors in my back. So then they had to get back surgery and slowed him down or whatever, you know. So, like, I think he's finally getting to the point where he's healed and things are, like, starting to evolve, but he's really good at, like, you know, painting something, then doing it to print and then making pins or whatever, you know, and finding a new way to keep on, like, you know, mm -hmm. multiplying that product or whatever. So... That's where I think he's really kind of like starting to succeed is like finding something for everyone. You know? Yeah, it just seemed like as soon as he moved out there, he immediately started doing well, really he, well. He busts his fucking ass. I mean, like the only time I'll have a phone conversation with him is when he goes for a walk. Like if I try to call him anytime during the day or whatever, it's like he's literally painting all day long and into the evening, you know. So I only got Darren's time when Darren has time for me, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, no, I, I, he would probably say, fucking move, you know, like you did or whatever. And mm -hmm. He's like, hey, I may be broke my whole entire life or whatever, but I, I'm fucking doing it, mm -hmm. and I love it, you know. So, got to love it. Yeah. Got to fucking love it. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming on. And yeah, thanks for having I me. I can't wait for everyone to check out your photos. I really, I mean, when you look at your shit, you got it, dude. You got it. I think I'm starting to come around. I think it was after the MS Sucks show. Mm -hmm. I remember just scrolling on whatever, you know, probably Instagram or maybe Facebook, but people were posting your photos. Reposting. Reposting. Yeah. No, 
posting, reposting, reposting. Now we're gonna get into this fucking semantic shit. Anyway, yeah, Josh posted some. Yeah, but I remember like just seeing the photos and seeing the photo credit, and I was like, these are fucking great, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Well, here's the other thing very, very about that is maybe it was the algorithm <laughs> that just kept because I kept getting like other stuff that you shot too. The algorithm is weird. Sometimes my photos will get, you know, 50 likes a day for a week, and then I'll post a picture of Descendants, and it gets nine Yeah. for the whole week, no right. matter what I'm posting. And then the next week, it goes back up to normal. So I I have no idea nope. how to manipulate it. Yeah, nobody understands I have no idea how it works. the algorithm. Like, sometimes you're supposed to put all 30 hashtags. Sometimes you're supposed to put five. And I just... <laughs> so I'm just posting what I want, and then just... Do you, know. you edit every photo? Yeah. You do edit every yeah. photo. Okay, so nothing's ever just, boom, this was it. No, the MS sucks stuff because acoustic stuff is so easy to shoot. A lot of that was pretty close to what I already wanted. Gotcha. But punk stuff, a lot of editing. A lot of editing. Okay. Is it harder to shoot uh, a more energetic yeah. band? Yeah. But it's also a lot more fun. Gotcha. Shooting acoustic stuff is cool, but after one song, half a song, I'm kind of done. Right. There's There's not really much else they can do. Um, Tom was fun to shoot because he was doing a lot of smiling and stuff like that, but Josh was just kind of doing a, his own thing. He's a total ham, man. Yeah, I he, mean, <coughs> not, he, a, not especially a, knowing he knew I was going to be there, and I think that helped him loosen up a little bit too. Yeah. He was telling me how nervous he was before he went on to really? follow to follow Josh. Well, and he fucking he covered the, a post oh, song. Tom? Yeah, he covered a post. I thought you were song. talking he about was, Josh. Uh, no, Tom, Tom was in the green room just sweating it out like, <laughs> I have to follow Josh. Holy shit. He covered a Pope song. He covered LBC. Yeah, I know. He, he covered Bush, Bush out yeah, of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, plays Glycerin. You're like, yeah, it was what? great. Yeah, it was. But I could see how he would <laughs> I leaned in to, to Mike and I was like, man, he's singing like a fucking angel tonight, too. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know what it is, but it was a magical night for him. He was like on, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah. I remember being, I was back there and I was making a joke because I want to hear older T stuff. And I was making a joke like, oh, man, you should play Kitty Cat shirt. He's like, you have no, guess what I'm opening with? And I was like, <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. Which was great because it was the perfect was crowd yeah. to love it. You yeah. know what I mean? That wanted, would love and accept that. That's you know? the only time I'm going to hear it now is at a show like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole night was magical for me, for sure. Uh, Josh, Josh is my number one. You know, I Smoking Pope's was number one hands down band up forever, but uh, to see him live with a band and then see him by himself, I don't know which one I like more. They're just both so kick ass. And then when the Pope's asked me at Metro to do some promo photos for them with that classic lineup, it was just like this yeah. is this is awesome. Yeah, and that kind of makes you feel more like I've kind of made it. Yeah, because I'd done band promo photos before, but never for anything. Like that. Well, they're they're sticklers too. And backstage at Metro, on the stairs, going up to the stage, and all that. And yeah. they, it was it was a good time. Were you ever able to go up Metro stairs and see all the writing on the wall? That was my first time back uh, there. Fuck, man! Back then in the day, everybody would sign the wall. Kurt Cobain fucking signed mm -hmm. the wall. It was magical, and then they fucking painted over it for insurance reasons, of all things. That's fucked. That's up. what I was yeah. told. Yeah. Oh, well, they shit. need it, you know, something happens, they snap two photos, and they get all their money. Yeah, maybe it was like trying to take pictures of all the signatures <laughs> that fall down the stairs or something like that. Yeah. Shit. 
Kick are you, ass. Are you going to LBC there with uh, dog and everything? I really want to. Life is very, very overwhelming right now. I'm, you know, between the podcast stuff and trying to run this business and everything else. And then, like, we are playing around with some band stuff and then the One Life stuff and then my own stuff. Yeah, so. I'll, be, I'll be photographing the One Life show. Are you? Yep. Oh, baby. Of course I am. Hell yeah. I know the band. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a great show. Yeah. When is it? I forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's mid, mid-June. Yeah, like something like 27th or 28th or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think I'm out of town for that one. I'm Are fucking you? pissed, yeah. This guy fucked up a show for TLB the other day, too. We had a really kick-ass show in Georgia, and then, oh, the T's got a show, so uh, we can't fucking play. Bastards. I'm, try, you, I'm trying to get a Chicago it? show set up. Are you? Yeah. Getting back into it? Yeah. Yeah? Well, we, we got to, like... We're trying to get something at, at Bottom Lounge. I've been talking to Darren about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We got a frantic reunion. Oh, shit. Possibly. Don't put this up. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, shit. It's... But yeah, they're, 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 really, they're really into the idea... And and Kevin from Bottom Lounge is really into the idea, but the problem is because of COVID, all the venues booked up. Even now, They're Bottom Lounge is booked up. up the rest of the year. Yeah, they have no open days. I was curious about that because yeah. I was talking to him a little bit at the last show, at the MS show, and he was saying like, "Yeah, man, we're still backlogged from all the fucking shit yep. happened." So I'm 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 already looking at next year, and it's just crazy to think that far ahead, right? And try to book. <sighs> someone who's in a famous band playing every show in the world and it's like he's not gonna know what his schedule is like in february what is the fran so kyle's doing this new band make out yeah make out i shot them a few times and i have not caught their show yet i'm sure it's amazing it's really good is it yeah is it what what's it like is it they're like a lot poppier than the frantic yeah they're, they're more like a, an actual like an all-time low type thing okay um but he's, he looks like he's having a great time. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. They just played here in Aurora at the Piazza. You ever been? Have you been there? I've heard of it. Right by the <clears throat> Valley Mall. Yeah, I haven't been there. Huge um, venue. Yeah, I um, see. I see. They get stuff like Puddle of Mud played there yeah. and and uh, like and a lot bands of, like Seven Duster, Saving Able. Right. Oh, and a lot of like tribute bands. Also. Yeah, a lot of tribute bands. That's, Little that's fucking everything. Kyle D yeah. owning the stage at the Piazza. <laughs> Suburbs are only tribute bands now. Yeah. Even like the Forge and Joliet, they rarely have original stuff because everyone wants to play in the city. Right. Yeah. It's it's not easy to have a venue out here anymore. No, it's not easy to get people to come, you know. No. And then even show, you know, you're not getting 700 kids at a local show anymore. It's no. just not right. happening. If you get 100, it's a good night. Right, right, right. Which is... A bummer. Yeah. Hey, speaking of tribute bands and uh, you being all busy, are you coming with me to to see Bit Brigade in West Chicago? Did you get the tickets? I didn't get them yet, but I will. What days? We'll, we'll talk after the show. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, any last words, bro? No. I want to kind of keep talking, but I yeah. think I got to pee. Go pee. You can go pee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And it was an awesome talk. Awesome podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, at Chris Tracy. At Chris Tracy Inst photo. Instagram, at Chris Tracy uh, photo. photo. Yeah. And check out his photos. They are amazing. Please do. And, and if you're in a band, and call them up and have them right. shoot your shit. You yeah. Know? You won't regret it. They're yeah. amazing. Or they if you really need, uh, you know, family Christmas card photos. and I can do that, too. Yeah. yeah. We're not pulling your leg, either. They're amazing. Yeah, Thank you. He is yeah. good. They really are great. Thank you. Yeah. There was another guy who... You know, we were going to have on the podcast another photographer guy, and I looked at his shit, and it was terrible. I was like, you know what? <laughs> well, just get Chris Tracy <laughs> on the show, yeah. He's a real... Tell me his name after the show. Pro. Yeah. All right.
All right. Over and out. Wow, I can't thank Chris enough for being on the show. That was really incredible. So much information. If you are a photographer in Chicago, or anywhere for that matter, and you're looking to get into the pit and try to take some photos of your favorite band, this was the podcast to listen to. You can check out all Chris's stuff over at Chris Tracy Photo. That's on Instagram. And ChrisTracyPhotography.com. And as usual, if you want to see what the hell we're up to, you can go to, to the bottom music pod.com. Until next time, thank you.